It may surprise you to learn that what you're hearing is a ballet. It was written in 1991 by Kaya Sariaho. Its title is Ma, which is Finnish for Earth. Sariaho's music invites us to deeply attentive listening. Ma opens with the sounds of the composer's own footsteps resonating against different surfaces, sand, snow, and water. She often combines acoustic and electronic sounds in her music, as well as electronically manipulated acoustic sounds. I'm Suniva Kali. Welcome to the final episode of Cello Century. Today, for the first time, we get to listen to music by a living composer, Kaya Sariaho. Her cello concerto, called Notes on Light, was written in 2006 for Ansi Kartanen. Ansi is our guest on today's episode. He leads a busy career as a soloist and is a passionate advocate for contemporary music. He also has a very special relationship with Sariaho. She's written a lot for the cello from the mid-1980s onwards. And uh, all of those pieces she's written for me. She, she was, since the beginning of the 80s, uh, one of my closest friends. So by the time she wrote this, we had like uh, 25 years of working together behind us. We hardly ever meet during the process of composing. Uh, I mean, we meet otherwise, especially during those, those years. We spoke uh, over on the phone almost every day and of, often an hour, an hour and a half every day. But we didn't speak about the piece. We would speak about everything else. Composer and cellist are both Finnish but live in Paris. When Sariaho arrived in Paris in 1982 at the age of 30, she had come to study at IRCAM. That acronym stands for the Institute for Research and Coordination in Acoustics and Music. It was founded in 1977. At IRCAM, composers use computer technology to experiment with sound and acoustics. A large part of the facility is underground, and Sariaho has described it as a mysterious and secret place, full of crazy, mad music scientists. Its main hall has a ceiling that can be moved up to 40 feet, and allows composers to experiment with panels that reflect, absorb, and diffuse sound. Sariaho had always been interested in the physical properties of sound. Back in music school at the Sibelius Music Academy in Helsinki, she had been frustrated by the muddy acoustics of the main performing arts hall. She noticed that you could perform the same piece in two acoustically different spaces, and they were almost like two different pieces of music. Through the computer technology available at EarCam, she came to deeply understand the physical properties of sound. But she quickly noticed that electronically generated sounds had limited interest for her. What she cared about were live sounds, 
nature, the human voice, and acoustic instruments. Sariaho began to collaborate closely with performers in order to explore all the sonic possibilities available on their instruments. She was especially drawn to the flute and to the cello. The flute intrigued her because of its close connection to breathing and speech. Where does breath end and music begin? In her 1982 work, La Conisme de l'Elle, the flautist whispers a poem into the instrument. She was also meeting frequently with Ansi Kartanen to experiment with sounds on the cello. The cello was attractive to her because of the huge diversity of sound color accessible through bow and left hand technique. A cellist can manipulate the sound by adjusting the pressure or the speed of the bow, or by pushing it close to the bridge for a crunchy, noisy effect. Sariaho was interested not just in the difference between music and noise, but in the moment of transformation between the two. When does noise cross over and become music? And how does the noise itself attune our ears so that we can discern all kinds of subtle nuance in sound? She would take her recordings of Ansi's cello playing back to the lab to dissect the sound, she would often manipulate those recordings electronically and then take the electronic sound back to Ansi to see if he could imitate it on his cello. Her cello concerto, Notes on Light, actually doesn't involve any electronic manipulation. It's a purely acoustic piece. I asked Ansi to tell me the origin story of the concerto. I had waited for many years and I knew that one day I wanted to ask her to write the concerto with a, with a symphony orchestra, but I, I didn't want to ask for it like too early. I want her to say yes. I didn't want to ask her and then and, and that she would say not right now. So, so I waited and waited until around 2003 or 2004, I, I popped a question and, and she, she immediately said yes, because she had had kind of this commission from the Boston Symphony. I happened to ask exactly at the right moment. She had also been thinking of it. So the apple was there, ready to be picked. Notes on Light has five movements, each with its own title. The first is called Translucent, Secret. It's about F sharp. It starts with that, that 
slide from F sharp to F natural. And then in the movement called Eclipse, there's the C to C sharp. So there's the downward semitone and there's the upward semitone, which take a huge importance, almost like, a, like it, if that one interval was, was a melody. The cello winds around that F, F-sharp interval in an introspective manner. Variations in pressure from the left hand allow the tone to flicker between a fully resonant sound and a whistling harmonic. Meanwhile, the woodwinds quietly slide through their own half-step intervals, lagging behind the cello. To me, the effect is similar to an electronic reverb pedal. But instead of the cello's own sound echoing back, its sound is reverberating through the orchestra. Often other instruments will hold on to a note that the cello has just stopped playing so that the soloist leaves a trail of sound behind as it moves onward. These kinds of effects could easily be created through electronic manipulation, but there's nothing electronic here, just meticulous scoring for every instrument. The structure of Sariaho's music isn't defined by melody or rhythm, Instead, sound color generates the form, and different sections of the music are defined by the different impressions they leave on the ear. Because of this, performers have to focus even more closely than usual on achieving specific sound qualities. You have the dynamic changes, you have the, uh, the articulations changing, and then you have the bow pressure. Sometimes she, she asks you to, to play with overpressure, and these are, these are all, you, you can have just one long note, and you have all these parameters changing. So that is something that for somebody who's not used to uh, uh, playing her music can find very difficult. For me, are not so difficult because I've lived with her music for 30 years. And then there, are, then there are also passages that are the second movement is, is a fast movement and it's just simply technically difficult. So, that, but, but that's a classical, you just have to learn it. In other words, practice. He's not kidding. The second movement is called On Fire. The diamond-hard texture of a xylophone gives this movement a distinct sound profile. 
At times, Sariaho spurs the energy forward by using a syncopated rhythm. At other times, she releases musical tension by using the sweeter sounds of harp and celeste. Sariaho has always been more interested in innovation than tradition. As a young woman in music school, she was devoted to avant-garde music. The avant-garde school of thought strove to press beyond the limitations of old classical music forms. This type of music tends to be dissonant, non-melodic, and rhythmically fragmented. In 1980, she had the opportunity to attend the Darmstadt Music Festival, which had been an epicenter of avant-garde composition since the end of World War II. There, composers were busy breaking off the shackles of traditional tonal music. Music heard at Darmstadt was complex, intellectual, and often comprehensible only to composers. It was an exciting scene for musicians, but unfortunately, it risked shutting out listeners completely. It was just too hard for average music lovers, who weren't breathing the rarefied air of Darmstadt, to understand or enjoy the music that was being produced there. In their turn, some Darmstadt composers longed to make a greater human connection with their music. Some fled back to tonalism, while others pushed forward, searching for innovative new ways to write music that was pleasing to the ears, not just clever on paper. One such splinter group was the French Spectralists, who caught Sariaho's attention at Darmstadt. Like her, they were fascinated by the physical properties that constitute sound. You see, Every sounding tone that you hear is accompanied by a whole spectrum of higher frequencies that lie mostly outside of our awareness. Those other frequencies are called overtones, and they form a kind of ghost chord of higher pitches above the main sounding note. Using a spectrogram, it's possible to view this ghost chord as a visual graph. It's as if you were looking at music through a microscope. A spectrogram also reveals which frequencies are most dominant within any given sound. Every sound has its own unique blend of overtones. It's what makes a cello sound different from a bassoon, sound different from a soprano, sound different from blowing across a Coke bottle. If the overtones become so densely packed that a pitch is not discernible, that's a sound that we call noise. Although, as we've seen, Sariaho doesn't necessarily differentiate the two. The spectralists used spectrographic images as blueprints for composition, essentially transcribing unheard overtones into sounding pitches. Their close study of sound gave them new ideas for tone colors, and also a fresh harmonic palette. There are many pitches available in any series of overtones, so this approach still gives a lot of room for creativity. 
but the harmonies produced do tend to have a very organic sound. The third movement of Notes on Light, called Awakening, is a good example of the rich sound colors that Sariaho produces in her orchestral writing. It's the first movement in which the soloist does not enter first and alone. Instead, we hear a tall column of orchestral sound spanning four octaves. Against this starry backdrop, the solo part is extremely alive. Its melodic contours are wide-ranging and embroidered with the textures of glissandi, trills, harmonics, and pressure-induced noise. It often returns to meditate on F-sharp. In what we could call a secondary motive, the cello initiates a melodic line that tumbles downward from C-sharp. The orchestra immediately imitates this falling gesture, expanding it to majestic proportions. When you tell yourself that I've never heard Kayasaria's music before, I wonder, will I like it? Then you kind of, you go and listen to it with this huge question mark in your brain and, and you are kind of telling yourself not to recognize things that you are used to recognizing, but they are actually there. So you, you, you can actually listen to it exactly the same way and just with, your, with an open mind, don't tell yourself that that I'm not familiar with this. Tell, tell yourself that this is music. I love music. I love colors. I love the cello. I love the orchestra. I love structure. I love understanding shapes. You will find that you will automatically understand this piece. Sariaho has something very different in store for the fourth movement. The soloist barely plays at all. The cello disappears completely behind the orchestra in a dramatic illustration of the movement's title, Eclipse.
we went together one year, uh, one summer. In uh, we had to take the train uh, one hour north from Paris to see uh, the total eclipse of the sun. And, and Kaya and her family went to a different village to see it. And we were talking to each other over the phone when she saw it like five minutes before me. And, uh, and called me and told me that there's this moment suddenly when, when the birds stop singing and then there's a moment when the temperature drops down and then I waited and then I heard the birds stop singing and then I felt the temperature go down and, and then, you know, you, we, we had this experience which was kind of a uh, mystical experience in the sense that there were like hundreds of thousands of people taking those trains coming to see this, this natural phenomena. It felt like something the whole of humanity came to see. And uh, so when, I, when we come to that mo moment in the piece where I just play two notes twice uh, uh, and then the rest is the orchestra making this incredible glissando that in the end I always have this feeling I'm sitting there listening to the orchestra and I get cold. Suddenly, suddenly I feel that the temperature drops and that's when I know that this is... This is when the sun disappears. The cello finally emerges, holding a long C-sharp which resolves into the final movement. The fifth movement is called Heart of Light. The opening is intimate with very little accompaniment. Gradually, a more forward-flowing pattern emerges, tinged with the colors of piccolo and celeste. Often the cello's light, free-flowing solos lead to great surges of orchestral energy. There's a lot that can be understood in purely musical terms, but there's also a lot that can be seen as, as a metaphor for something that we live through in our lives. And the fact of arriving at, in the end, going through a whole, whole uh, trip where these F-sharp uh, harmonies around the F-sharp are constantly present 
and they keep disappearing and coming back and disappearing and coming back. And in the end, we just land on this one note and I started in on the C string and I, I, I end up five octaves higher on the same, same F sharp. I end up alone after 25 minute piece. It's a, it's a huge piece about colors and light. Sariaho included these words on the last page of the score, quoting from The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot. I could not speak, and my eyes failed. I was neither living nor dead, and I knew nothing. Looking into the heart of the light, the silence. Thank you for listening today and for joining me for this series. I also want to thank our guest, Ansi Kartanen. Sariaho's latest work for cello was released just this year. Ansi premiered it on YouTube due to the coronavirus lockdown. You can find his performance by searching Kaya Sariaho Lullaby for Solo Cello. Be well and happy listening.